Hello and welcome to Phil's Breakfast Metal, episode 53. I'm joined by Rob and first-time guest uh, Jake Bristow. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, Jake is our friend locally who probably goes to the most gigs. No, without question, the person I know who goes to <laughs> the most gigs. I pretty much gigs. go to a lot of gigs. How, how often a week do you go to gigs, would you say? <sighs> Sometimes three, maybe four. <laughs> yeah. Depending if there's one gig... After another, it's like, oh, look, I've got another gig. I've got no break here. <laughs> yeah, I think to, to the point where if I'm at a gig and I don't see Jake, I get really confused as to what's yeah, happening. Some, yeah, some people are like, is Jake, ha- is Jake here coming? Uh, one mate actually said he's not living in Bristol anymore. He said, oh, it's not a gig unless Bristol's there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, normally if I'm at a gig and you're not there, it's like, oh, shit, there must be something better happening on the other side of town I've missed. Usually I'm just at home or I'm with my girlfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, Jake. What's like your route into metal, and what's your kind of um, what's your area of metal you really like and know well? Well, well, currently it's death metal. It's always going to be death metal now. More the old school stuff, like uh, like the Swedish stuff, mm. Dismember, Entombed, Grave, Unleashed, a lot of the Finnish stuff as well. Demilic, yeah, yeah, and, uh, Pertinence. I don't know Pertinence. <laughs> um, talk about them. When we talk about you know the other thing, cool Scandinavia. Cool. Yeah, so on the subject of uh, you know Jake going to hundreds of gigs, uh, he's just got back from Scandinavia Death Fest, which was a pretty insane looking lineup. Oh, it was. Yeah, so do you want to give us your quick review of that first? Uh, well, it's in Stockholm, Sweden. For anyone who doesn't know, but probably a lot of you know. So what the hell am I talking about? Um, yeah, it was held in a place called Globen. It's in Stockholm. At two different venues on the Saturday. I cannot name the other one, but one of them's called Kraken. Just think <laughs> the rum and the mythical creature. <laughs> Basically, quick review. Uh, t-shirt wearing Dismember, which no one's going to see except for you two. Uh, they were amazing both nights because they had both headline sets. So yeah, they headlined both days. What were the what was the difference in the two sets? I think they had different songs from each album because I think. They mixed them up or they played the same stuff. I didn't really notice. I was just like, yeah, I dismember. <laughs> I actually, actually met the members as well. Well, for your chat to. Yeah, so wasn't the really interesting thing about this this particular gig with Dismember? It's the original lineup. It's all like... original members mm. singer, guitarist, bassist, drummer, all original members. No new members at all. And and how, how were they? Like. Both nights they were brilliant. Like, really, really tight still, despite having so many years off. Yeah, they're still tight. Still really tight. I think anyway. Someone might have a different opinion, but me personally, I love it. Love the band. Love the music. Got the chat to the singer, obviously. Really nice guy. Mm. Guitarist, one of them. And the drummer, Fred. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so did their sets focus more heavily on like early material, or did they still have some of the later arms in there? Uh, it's more early material that I heard they played stuff on. Like an ever-flowing stream and... Um, Indecent and obscure is that? Is that uh, indecent and obscene. Indecent and obscene. Yeah. Do they actually? His you might not know that well, but do they play much of massive killing capacity? Because that's I like I think they played one song. <laughs> was it Casket Garden by any chance? Yes, it was Casket Garden. <laughs> it's like in the Casket Garden. It's like I was like. Yeah, I'm going to go nuts for this one. Yeah, oh no, because that's a bit of a weird album of theirs. I it really like nuts. it, but it's like I've seen the video. It's melodic. a bit bizarre as well. <laughs> um, who else was there? Pertinence I mentioned earlier. Yeah, Finnish, so Finnish death metal band. I, I saw them two years ago at Obscene Extreme. Really good band. Met the drummer actually, who's one of the only original members left. Him and a guitarist. Really nice guy. I said, "Oh, can I have a picture of you after you've had a." Because you, you do that. How picture you say, of course, of course. <laughs> and then just play this set. You can still blast beat and everything. <laughs> so with, with Pertinence, because they're like Finnish death metal, were they a bit more extreme than a lot of the other stuff at Scandinavia Death Fest? Or were they more kind of OSDM kind of stuff? Um, more old school, mainly. Yeah, because looking through the lineup of Scandinavia Death Fest, it seemed like a proper OSDM festival. Oh, yeah, like Demilic also played. Oh, yeah. So how would... Like, I've still not gone around to see him yet. How I are saw, Demilic live? Oh, brilliant, because I saw him in London, headline. Because uh, they had um, two other bands supporting them. Necrot, 
Spectral Voice, who you mm. guys supported. Yeah, we, we played with uh, Necrot the night after they did that demolition. Oh, oh, yeah, it was Necrot, yeah. yeah. No, not Spectral Voice. No, you spe- get the chance. Sadly, Spectral Voice were not there. And oh, I think... yeah, ne- that's what it meant, Necrot, because there's two American bands. <laughs> and I think Necrot were a real downer because we were in this really empty venue in Cardiff after they played this like sold-out yeah, show yeah. with two other legendary bands. Yeah, they had Spectral Voice and Demolition in London. Yeah, and their set here was great, and I met the singer... Again, oh, yeah. again, and he says, "Yes, I remember you from that London thing." Because like, oh, that's oh, cool. Hell. I mean, I mean De- Demi Lick wants to be one of those amazing ones, just to see how he makes that fucking noise. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I asked him how he does it. It's like, oh, it's just uh, some technique. He said, "It's like um, someone said it was burp metal because <laughs> it, it sounds like he's just going." Burp. Yeah, yeah. If you've not listened to a lot of like the like the, well, the the main Demi Lick album. You've got to go back to because it's it's the first of the super low. Yeah, they've only got that one album out. I don't I don't know if they're working on a new album. I, I kind of hope they only got they only got that one album, but I think that's all you really need. There's a cool like if you buy the latest version of it, there's a cool collection of all their demos leading. Oh up yeah, to it. the demos and stuff. Yeah, they they've got basically everything they put out was at least weird and interesting. And oh yeah, that album is weird. Interesting, like early technical death metal, if you can mm. call it that. Oh, there was another band at this festival I really loved. Did you manage to catch Rotten Sound? Yeah, so I caught, caught, caught some of their stuff. Yeah, really good life. Mm. Same with uh, General Surgery as well when they played. Oh, cool, Rotten cool. Rotten Sound, yeah, definitely. That's an old school. Well, uh, well, well old school. It's kind of grindy. It's kind, sort of kind like, of old school grind stuff. Yeah, like. kind of in the nasum vein. But, yeah, mm, pretty much. Yeah, those guys are just fucking heavy. <laughs> no, they're heavy as well. Yeah, really heavy stuff. Did you see uh, Undergang? Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I saw I saw him play the Crypt in a while back, like August. Yeah, yeah. And then they played there again, and I told the singer, I did say I was coming in, like, he's like, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like, you got Demilic, and then you got these guys. Yeah, Undergang are definitely in that vein of bands who grew up worshipping, like, the Demilic, uh, demigod, convulsed kind oh, of yeah. model of. Mm. And, al- and also, um, well, what was it? Um, the, like he's got the same sort of vocals as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got that like kind of ultra guttural, but like over some more and, old school music. Uh, yeah, and also the lyrics ain't in English; they're in Danish. Oh, are they? Uh, so cool. for anyone who's listening to him, like, what's he saying? Well, like, I can't. I don't know what he's saying anyway. But what the lyrics <laughs> is like Danish. It's like there's, there's something that's kind of nice about that. I find sometimes when you're listening to a particular band with harsh vocals, is it makes you completely disassociate from what's actually being said and just pay attention to the sound. Pay attention the to the music. They're so good. Yeah. It's like they got the slow parts and then all of a sudden they got like the sort of crusty D beat sort of bit in there mm. as well. And I really like. It's like couldn't do it. Yeah. So so with the with the two venue setup. Were they quite close to each other? Yeah, like you... one minute walk. Oh, cool! Oh, right. So you could just like just, just go, go between two ball. stages. That's Went cool. to the merch store most of the time because I was like, obviously there was CDs I needed to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one was gone. I was like, all right, at least <laughs> some of the CDs I want are still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so like, I'm just having to look through the lineup. Did you catch uh, Grave or Benediction? Saw Benediction because I met David Ingram. Oh, cool. I got him as a friend Ooh, on nice. Facebook actually, and I introduced him. I said, "Oh, you're Jake." You got me on the friend. There's a profile picture. How can you? Never mind. <laughs> Just joking for ages. And the funniest thing that happened, this was on like the Saturday, he spoke to me completely in Danish because he lives in Denmark now. He's been there since 98, so he's been there for 21 years. He spoke to me something in Danish. Don't know what he says. Hey, you have no idea what I'm saying, do you? He's like, no, I do not. I was waiting for you to translate, you idiot. <laughs> no, he's a nice guy. Tall, really tall. Yeah, he's a big dude. Like six foot something. Um, Grave, they were awesome. Did with the, this kind of festival because I've seen Grave once and they played Into the Grave in full. Mm. Was their set like mainly older stuff? Yeah, they or? played Into the Grave. They played Soulless. Yeah, because you'll some, never some, see. They played some, Soulless. I was like, yes. <laughs> some of the new Grave stuff is actually really solid. Oh, yeah. So I'd be interested if they played any of that. They played a little mm. bit of that. Oh, yeah. cool! Mainly cool. old school stuff, but they played a bit of that. That's album. nice. They've still got some of that because they put out some really solid albums. They always like ten years. Yeah, or, yeah, they, they were just on point and also unanimated in our Swedish band. Oh, shit, yeah, that's <laughs> really cool. They were really good. Um, with the I, like, if you don't know unanimated, they are very much in the like tail end era of dissection kind of vibe. Sort like, of, yeah. Like really melodic parts, yeah, those little guys, bits of black metal. There's also um, oh, Ripakulu as well. Mm. 
sorcery. You're saying mm. Ripakula are an interesting one because they were like more more on the they're kind death of... suit, the more doom death, and they sing mm. entirely in Finnish. <laughs> so I found out. Yeah, Finnish is Finnish is an interesting language to do vocals in. It's got such a harsh sound to it. Like, I can't do this. If I was trying to do it, I wouldn't be able to do it. I was like, yeah, I'd translate this to English. <laughs> and it would be as low as that. But yeah, like so overall Scandinavia Death Fest oh, really incredible. I, I recommend it for anyone who wants to go to a festival in a different country. I recommend mm. it. It's, indoor complete in completely indoor, so Yeah, like and it's it's one of those ones where You've got to like the genre. You're not getting. Well, it's like, don't go there. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is great. It's like, I don't like this. But I don't like this. I don't like this. It's like, it's like odds about this. Yeah, you, you're gonna either oh, pretty, pretty much like ninety nine percent the lineup or like none of it. I think is <laughs> pretty much is everything I liked. Yeah, yeah. I was just like this. So, like, do you know, is there a band you don't like? Like, I don't know half of them, but a lot of them I do know. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, so recommend it. <laughs> yeah, for this episode, Jake yeah. has um, we essentially because he goes to so many gigs locally and so on. He's brought in five albums. I'm a gig whore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's brought in five albums that are like essentially British extreme metal across like kind of an interesting scope of genres. Different parts but, of the UK, obviously. Yeah, but they, they're all stuff like me and Rob essentially hadn't heard of before. Mm. So much like when we had your um, your good friend Simon on, this is five albums we're completely new to. And yeah, they're quite an exciting group. Um, yeah. The first band we're going to cover, Ascaris. Ascaris. We completely so we we actually caught um, very recently, but we're completely unaware of it before yeah, then. It was mm. at Demonic Resurrection in Cheltenham. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Ascaris, uh, relatively new band. They formed back in 2012 uh, from Gloucester. Uh, they've got one album out, 2018's Raise the Hand. Yeah, brilliant. It, start to finish I think it, it's one of those albums I, in my notes the only note I've got written down on it is Blast Beats Blast um, Beats <laughs> this is one of those oh more... yeah they want Blast Beats because Chris the drummer is just <laughs> he's literally just going at it when you see him live like yeah so this is the thing that's like there's two things that sold us on this band we saw him live one, they turn up beautifully presented in very nice suits. Like black yep. suits, like black shirt, trousers, shoes, waistcoats. Yeah, yeah really good waistcoats. Like, <laughs> but the second thing that sells it is Chris Barton, the drummer, is a fucking beast. He, he, he's immense because he did play in Body Harvest for a bit. Yeah, really mm. briefly. Which is another band that people should check out if you haven't checked them out yet. <laughs> yeah, Body Harvest, like local heroes local who heroes. have got... Um, I think it's their second album just came out this year. And yeah, Parasitic Slavery. Yeah. That's really decent. But yeah, yeah the, the drums of this, there's some really nice sort of like almost Behemoth style like rhythmic fills where you've got these really yeah, quick yeah, blasts on the double bass followed by these really quick blasts on yeah, toms and the when I first saw um, them, snare as well. When I first saw them, they did cover um, of Fire and Void. Oh, cool. Which, That's very which was really good. I was just like, yeah. And then they did Blinded by Fear by At The Gates mm. a bunch of times. <laughs> That's really cool. But I think you can kind of see that because it's got this, like, the thing that hit us when we first saw them is that sort of, like, brutal, all-encompassing, like, straight-up death metal with straight lots of up. blast beats. But then there's little bits, particularly I noticed them more in this album, of those little almost black metal-y chords that come in yeah, sometimes they got... that they let hang for a little bit. Well, then... And then you've got those more tremolo riffs, which are mostly death metal, but you've got those well, little hints metal, of black metal. You could say they're sort black of like and Bayonet. death. Yeah. Black yeah. and death metal. Yeah, they, they've got a bit of that vein, like, as well, the, the, another interesting part of it is they perform really well as a three-piece. So. Oh, yeah, you, you don't add any more members of great as a three-piece. There's yeah. certain bands you see, it's like, oh, that, oh, add, like, an extra member, no, leave as it is. Yeah, it's sort of, because they've got the dual vocals of the bass player and guitarist both do it, and as... Jake says a second guitar is totally not needed here. They still not keep really. up, and and I think it is a lot of because all of them play so technically. They don't seem to need anyone to cover the gaps. And actually, yeah. having those gaps adds different texture. Like on on this album, there's waiting for the whip and the slow bit of crimson. The yeah, bass crimson like adds one. these completely different elements to yeah, it. Crimson. Where if you had a second guitar, that bass would just be a little bit more buried. And it would be a little less interesting without losing any of the heaviness either on record or live. Yeah, because I love I love this album one. 
you just mentioned Crimson. That's one of my favorite mm. songs. <laughs> my favorite song is number seven. That's Sins of the Flesh. Mm. It's like how it's like do it, do it, do it. Sins of the Flesh. Yeah, because the, the, like like in that track, they do get a few of those more groovy breakdown moments between the near endless blast. That's what I love about it. It's just mm. got the intensity, like the fastness, and all of a sudden they got those slow groove parts as well. Interestingly as well, the album's mastered by Anil, who's the live drummer of Anal Nafrak, and it's yeah, got that like, Anal Nafrak kind of like really well produced, um, like very clear drumming. That kind yeah. of if you I've said before with Anal Nafrak, if you look at the sound wave of one of their songs, it's just a big <laughs> solid block. They have that kind of sound where it's like everything is turned up to such a sort of high degree and everything is so quick. A lot of their songs come off as this like just giant slab of death metal. And then I think when you've got those dual vocals from Dave and Sam as well, you've got the sort of more yeah. like lower death metal, but still quite open. It's not the super guttural. No, it's and then like compare the that to harsh, those raspy sort of stuff. Like yeah, getting like you black metal and stuff like that. And then compare that to the sort of higher screams as well. Like it gives this sort of dual attack to it, which yeah. means it's always coming at you from a slightly different. Yeah, Dave direction. sometimes does some guttural stuff, mm. but not as much as you would hear in other bands. He mixes it up. No, he mixes it up. It's mainly like the harsh, like, yeah. Yeah, well, because actually Dave adds some, some kind of quite fun, like, really scratchy, almost black metal-y kind of vocals yeah. every so often. It, yeah, it just keeps things nice and varied because with this kind of really in-your-face death metal, you need that little bit of variety. And I think these guys have just enough of it. Plus, like, as much as I enjoy the album, I would say live is where you want to see this band. Yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. Live, they because they, they would. They, I think they were the second band on when we saw One at Resurrection, and they really blew me away because I'd seen them. At, I hadn't actually caught them at any gigs, but I'd seen they've been supporting a lot of people locally, and then thought, all oh, right, we should check these guys out. And yeah, like as a three piece as well, the amount of sound that they make is incredible. And oh, yeah, the, just... the drummer, like the thing that particularly impressed me was his snare work. Mm. Like this guy does those like hyper fast kind of um, like very snare driven blast beats, but keeps it loud. Like so yeah. many drummers do that kind of thing and lose a bit of intensity on yeah. the yeah. And as you bump the speed up, the volume goes down and down. It's the thing we were talking about with Hannes Grossman. One of the things I noticed with him, which is so interesting, is the snare just remains loud because that's the bit you're really paying attention to. That's what drives the intensity of it. You know, whatever symbol you're doing, whether it's the hi hat or the ride, that's really just accompanying. It's the snare that's pushing that beat forwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and being able to do half an hour set like that in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, because like you said, with the snare, it's just yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. that's all. You, that's what you're hearing, and it's just like he's mm. he's like. like and and just watch there is a, a fucking beast like you said <laughs> yeah yeah he he is a really intense drummer and and but like everyone like, yeah, in this band carries their weight like the metal scene yeah actually of of kind of bands same with the, will from body harvest he's one of my favorite drummers yeah will from body harvest is another really notable one but yeah they are one of those bands in the local scene where yeah they're just at a, playing at a particularly high level mm.
the second band we're covering is The Drowning from Cardiff uh, with their fourth album, Senescent Signs, released in yeah. 2016. So these guys have been around quite a bit longer than actually I think most of the other bands you brought in today. They were formed back in 2003. And they're sort of in the death doom vein, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, they're more death doom, I would say. Yes, yeah, so, so I found these guys really interesting because they're in that death doom thing, which Simon introduces to loads of cool examples of. But there's something a little bit different about these guys, which I think is obvious from the start of this album, where it has this really sort of beautiful piano intro, which really reminded me of um, Summerile Reprise by Agalock, which is this lovely just piano piece. And then they have lots of other of these segments where it will cut out to just piano and acoustic guitars, sometimes bringing in electric leads and then bringing in the heavier rhythm guitars over the top. But a lot of these sort of calmer sections in between and a lot of the leads both in those sort of melodic sections and in the heavier sections began to remind me of sort of a stripped back Agalock. <laughs> it had some of that like lead feel to it where I would listen to that and I'd listen to a bit of old Agalock and go, yeah, like there's some real similarities in how they're building up these leads. Because, I mean, the rest of the music has almost no similarities. It is like doomy death metal. But some of those leads really feel quite similar to me, so I really liked that element of it. Yeah, yeah. So how did you first come across these guys then, Jake? Uh, Griffin, of all places. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah for, for context, the Griffin is our local kind of metal pub slash small gig yeah, venue. It's only like a 50-person capacity. Oh, oh, award-winning. Award-winning. Yeah, award-winning, yeah. They yeah. I was happy about it. I posted on Facebook, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how I... Saw these guys. I mean, they played the Griffin, but like a all day doom death metal festival called um, mm. Hollow Fest mm. um, by um, Adam, who's from uh, My Silent Wake, which is another band because one of the other members is in that band. As oh, well. they're in, mm. oh, cool. It's a connection you guys. Um, Mike, the guitarist, is in um, oh, My cool, Silent Wake. Cool. Yeah, My Silent Wake are very much more just a straight up doom band but well well worth checking out yeah. they've been around since forever my son oh, yeah, they've been so around, many albums yeah, now been around, don't know how long now but yeah The Drowning yeah, I saw Matt the Griffin I was just like wow these guys are heavy <laughs> and Matt the vocalist yeah when he sings you can actually like wow you can actually hear it because most sometimes you, with some vocalists you can't really Oh yeah, particularly in like a five-piece band like this, where you've got a lot of guitars and stuff going on, especially in a venue like the Griffin, where there's no monitors or anything. No, well, with him, no matter where he is, you can hear his vocals, even if the mic was <laughs> off. Mm. You can he, hear his vocals. He does, he does some nice subtle stuff as well in this album, where in some of those more atmospheric sections, he does these sort of like slightly growled whispers almost yeah. over the yeah, top of it, which is really I can't remember what song it is. I think but, that was um, on um, Never Rest. Yeah, but it's a really nice little touch, which because it is there is a fairly common thing of mixing between a heavy part and a sort of more gentle part. But then you add in this little texture, which just makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. You can sort of recognise a human voice, but it's only just there, which builds up this really sort it's of like sort of, grim and doomy. Yeah, atmosphere. it's kind of emotional as well when he yeah. does it as well because it's all these different emotions. Like I'm kind of angry. No, I'm really upset. Mm. And I don't know why. Yeah, it's got a bit of that, like, um, sort of that first wave of British Doom feel in places. Like, obviously much yeah. more modernised. But like, particularly the vocal approach reminds me of that, like, anathema, paradise lost, mm. kind of lower yeah, and more getting... guttural. But as Jake says, got that element of feeling in there. It's like very atmospheric as well. Mm. With the vocals, the music, all the members in this band are brilliant musicians. They're tight when you see them live. They're mm. always tight. There's never... a Cock up or anything. Yeah, no, I can if imagine. If it was, I can, mm. I can never spot it because I'm always into the music. And sort of linking back to that Doom thing, they have this huge resonant drum sound as well. Oh, which yeah. actually, if you look at the latest album that they've released a few songs from, has actually got even more resonant on the recent stuff, oh, yeah, which I'm new, quite interested album, to hear. Like but you know, it feels—it's not quite as extreme, but it feels like candle mass. You know, the drums are that big and that in your face, which yeah, I really like. Yeah, which really sort of. It sets them massively apart from a band like Ascaris that we were just talking about. You've got yeah. that completely different feel. Every hit has so much more space and emphasis to it, which creates that completely different, like, huge atmosphere. That's what, yeah, that's what I love. It's like, well, yeah, very atmospheric. It's slow, and then one song, I think it's... Oh, House of the Tragic Poet, I think is that one. It's like, it's slow, and also it goes kind of fast. Yeah, there's a lot of bits towards the end of the album where they sort of will suddenly pick up the pace and drop in a really groovy like proper mm. OSDM very, riff. yeah very yeah. it's very old school as well 
Yeah, there's there's a lot to this album because it's it's like the best part of an hour long, but there's so many fun elements. Like it's got some weird breakdowns that are slightly more jazzy, and then bits are a bit more piano led. It reminded me a lot, actually, of I don't know if you you two know Deep Profundus. Yeah, mm. their earlier yeah. stuff. They, this isn't quite as like sort of lead guitar led, but there was some real overlaps between those two bands. I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I liked with all these different elements, particularly those like sort of heavy, groovy riffs that they'll jump into at some points, used really quite sparingly. Mm. It, so it has much more impact when it happens, rather than being the okay, these are the sort of phases this band goes through. When you get to that like old school death metal riff, you'll be a bit like, oh shit, where did that come from? <laughs> and, it, and it keeps you it really can, it, interested in the album. It, it, it knocks you off guard, sort of thing. Mm. Like you get all the like slow parts and other parts, and also, and you get like you just said, an old school riff is like okay. Hit me in the face, why don't you? <laughs> Punch me in the balls, there we go. So with these guys, Jay, they've got like five albums, well, I think fifth album coming out soon. Yeah. Have you heard anything beyond this album? I've heard the earlier stuff because they got Matt, like I said, on vocals. Now, mm. back then, I can't remember the vocalist's name, but he's a really good vocalist as well. And the earlier stuff's more doom, death. Oh, so it's death, like... It's like death, doom still, but it's doomy, more doomy than death. And okay. they've kind of gone on a bit more to the death, doom side. Yeah, yeah. It's, I swear it's just you and Sai have this concept of Death Doom and Doom Death. Five. What? I never know what it's called. It's like, oh, it's Doom Death. Oh, it's Death Doom. Um, it's the same bloody thing, isn't it? It's only you two have made a distinction. I've never heard it. When it's Death it Doom, it's more Doomy. When it's Doom Death, it's more Death Note. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm trying to differentiate, differentiate against the two. I think I messed that word up. I was, I was just unpacking what you were saying. As you were saying it, I was like, all right, okay, so if you put the Doom first, it's Doomy. That's the first time I've heard anyone say that. But but that's it, what I'm trying to think. You know, it does kind of make sense. Makes sense a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the earlier stuff's like, like, well, Death Doom, but it's like really doomy. And, mm. and yeah, and this, this yeah, as I saw you saying, there, there's a bit more of a death metal vibe to it. And yeah. I think the new album from the two, the two mm. tracks that got released in Bandcamp so far, it seems like they're going more in that death metal vein. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm. Um, Although interestingly, with even doomier drum sounds, yeah, because I released, thought that was quite an yeah, interesting. Yeah, because they released yeah. a music video for one of their songs. And oh, then cool! They released another one before that, which is called "In Cold Earth," mm. which is just awesome, awesome track. But yeah, I think of the five you brought in today, for me, this was the one I got really into. Like, I think I've listened to this yeah, about I, ten I times. Love, I love this album. Yeah, it's really, really solid stuff. And and I thought, again, like the leads on this album were really nice. There was some really nice interplay where they'd come in over the sort of acoustic or piano sections and like having two different lead passages blend into each other really, really really smoothly. And also, like, they got the female vocalist for a couple of songs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's like a nice addition of like... And for um, Never Rest and House of the Tragic Poet because you've got the female vocalist doing all those like... Operatic, yeah, those kind of super clean yeah. uh, vocals, which are a really nice sort of because you got Matt doing match. his scream for that bit, and then also you get this female vocalist mm. coming. It's like, where the hell did that just come from? I, I'm a sucker for that kind of sound of um, very clean singing trading off with like really low death metal growls. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's such a cool sound. Yeah, because when you sing, you hear you still get that female mm. vocalist coming in, and then she cuts out for a bit, and then she comes back again. Yeah, I think I sort of agree with Phil. This is one of my favourites of all of them because there were just so many elements to unpick out of it. And every time you, you know listen through a bit of it, you're like, oh, right, I hadn't noticed that bit. Because it uses things sparingly enough to uh, every yeah. time it does it, it's interesting.
third band we're covering is another kind of relatively long-running one. This is War Crab from Plymouth and their third album, Damned in the Endless Night. Uh, actually, we're sort of going back and forth because we've both listened to their... Yeah. Well, me and Jake have listened to their second one. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Scars of Aeons. Yeah, uh, and yeah, their newer one. Uh, this, this is another band that sort of do a kind of mixed genre of death metal but I'd say these guys are death metal with a touch of like a kind of sludge yeah, influence they're, de- they're yeah. basically death sludge metal like sludgy death metal where did you because you've seen these guys live quite a few times well the first time I saw these guys is when um they did um Nipples of Booze at the Fleece mm. and um Kieran which is Steph's brother was contact them a while back and said, do you want to play it? And they played it, and I just saw them live, and I was like, holy fucking shit. What is this? Why did I not know about this band? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like... <sighs> and then they played the Griffin as well, and I was like... I love this band. <laughs> so, live, do they have... Because they're on, like, on Metal Archives and on their band campaign, they're a six-piece. Do they have the free guitarists yes. and the bass player live? Mm. Free guitarists. How the bass. fuck does that fit in the grip? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how, how that yeah. worked in the grip. It just, they just, Sin and just kind of stepped off from the stage area, so guitarists have their bit. And there's one guy, like the short one in the lot, he's just like this, most of the time going like... <laughs> yeah, and, and he's so, nailed down most of the fucking time. <laughs> to, to give some context um, for people of all of us who've played at the Griffin, the Griffin is a sort of triangular shaped building because yeah, it's, it's at the end of a street. Because I did a gig there while back. Yeah, it's which means that the oh, no. like fitting in a band is quite tough. The drummer gets shoved back right into the sort of point of the triangle. <laughs> it's kind of in like, a corner. Um, you get too many people in there. And then when there's a mosh pit and you've got a drink, your drink gets spilt on you, and you're like. <laughs> You fucking assholes! Yeah, so so I kind of can imagine fitting in a six-piece band in there. What they fit in, and everyone's just like, "Oh yeah!" It's like, "Yeah, check these guys out more." I I said because I think uh, the reason this band I imagine work well live is they have a massive guitar tone. This is like the Mm. takeaway from the two arms I heard was so much. The guitar tone is really, really good. So. Mm. the car town is just heavy it's disgusting sounding everything is sludgy because there's sludge well death. That, that's it it's the sludge influence which really make is really made by that guitar sound because it's so nasty and distorted it's yeah. kind of like if yeah. crowbar just went a touch heavier that's what it'd be I think it's one of the things that I really found listening to it is they've got these like big chugging crowbar. sections that sound like bolt thrower and then they'll jump into bolt like this Crowbar. Exactly, they'll jump into this really groovy, like sludgy riff. That That's feels what I like loved about this crowbar, band. Yeah. It was very groovy, very heavy, kind of. I want to say a bit old school death, but I'm not that much. Yeah, no, I, this, this certainly, there's, there's like, like Rob said, there's certainly some of those like sort of bolt thrower benediction kind of riffs in there. Like, Two I, bands I really love. Yeah, yeah. But then there is stuff that I think he's, takes on way more of a doom influence. Oh, yeah. Because mm. they're not a quick band for the most part. No, no, like... Because I like I like a lot... There's a lot of bands that I like that are quick, but I also like the really slow, heavy ones that I can actually just stand there and head and listen to music without getting hit in the face by a monster or something. <laughs> <laughs> by accident, of course. I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I thought was really cool was that sort of sludgier influence on the vocals because... They do have, there's that traditional death metal growl in there, but there's this sort of gnarlier, like, snarl to it as well. And the variety of vocal phrasing is really interesting. So in the most recent album, at the beginning of Crack and Arise, there's a lot of really fast vocal segments. Definitely. I was listening to that, I was like, that's actually really difficult. Like, what he's doing there is hard. And then when it gets to the end, there's the sort of like bit at the end where he's screaming crack yeah, and rise, and it's much slower section. So he really, ve- there's a lot of fast stuff, but there's slow patterns yeah, as well. I tried to do vocals like that when I was, like, just briefly say about the gig I did. Trying to do like black metal vocals, death metal vocals. Sometimes it came kind of out like what he did, the sludginess. Because mm. we're stoner, doom, death. But well, so Jake's referring to his band Herbicidal, who you like basically just kicked off recently, haven't you? Yeah, we. Basically headline the gig, but we're virtually unknown. So how the hell did that even come about? And I was thinking, like, if we can do a show with Warcraft, that'd be brilliant. I think. Mm. Um, one of my favourite songs from this EP. Oh, you're talking about their previous one, uh, uh, Scars of Aeons. Yeah, my favourite one is Bury Me Before I'm Born. Yes. Yeah, so mm. I don't. Did you check out the previous? Uh, so I, I gave it a listen. Yeah. I so of the two, 
I think I like... So, Damned in Endless Night is more, um, kind of, more expansive. It's got more mm. going on in it. Whereas, Scars of Aeons is very down the line. Yeah, I just, I just, like, the start of that song is, like, it just gets the... And it's like... It's like, what?! That, 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 yeah, that album More stuff like this. is very to the point, and I found it like really immediately engaging. Like, there's oh, yeah, so definitely. many great riffs in it, and the combination of that really nasty guitar I mean, tone with the yeah, horrendous really vocals. good on the CD, but see them live because they're much better because the sound comes out more obvious than when it's live because the sound almost comes out more. I wanna but s- these guys are just intense, like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Just go watch them. I want to see how they make use of the free guitars because mm. certainly on the albums, they, they do a lot, like, there's a lot of really cool melodic solos in here, yeah. which I imagine they use that kind of scope to go, like, we can keep the rhythm guitar heavy as hell, but then there's space for the lead. Yeah. Well, one of the things that really stood out to me on the most recent one was some of the, like, these weird, like, shrieking leads, like, you take yeah. a sort of Slayer solo and slow it down yeah. <laughs> a it's lot. like, slow it down. Like, just in... It's Slayer, like, don't know how many miles per hour, and all of a sudden you just go down, <laughs> and these guys like, this is about five. <laughs> With the song In the Arms of Armageddon, it's got this, like, slow, shrieking lead over the top, which sort of moves between melody and, like, the just screeching. And it's really sort of atmospheric as it brings you in and builds this sort of ominous atmosphere as the oh, album yeah. begins to kick off. It's very atmospheric, like the Drowning's uh, album. Yeah, yeah, Warcram, definitely a good counterpoint to the to the Drowning album. Like, actually, there's three bands we're going to cover in a row, which I think would make an excellent live set mm. list, like the next one we're going to oh, talk yeah. about. But yeah, yeah the... These guys, like, they've clearly honed their craft over three albums. Yeah. Like, this is probably, I think, my favourite production job of any of them. Yeah, so I, I, I think the, the drums on this strike are really good balance of being big and resonant and like responsive, but not at all clicky, mm. uh, which I really like. Not that clickiness, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think actually a kind of running theme between all these bands, bar Ascaris, is they don't sound. Um, they don't sound like they've done a lot of studio correction, but, mm. but particularly the mm. drum performance sounds very sort of live and in the moment. No, no offense meant to Ascar, it's like no. they they have done that kind of very accurate drum sound on purpose. Yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah. I got what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this was a really good recommendation. I that definitely want to check them out oh, live, but much. I don't I don't think you need to. I think their studio stuff. Yeah. For, for like our American listeners are unlikely to see many of these yeah. bands, but their studio stuff is still well worth a look. Mm, definitely. Well, if these guys ever get to play America, and everyone <laughs> especially, the, especially the three guys that I became friends with at Scandinavia Death Fest, we'd be like, wow, these guys are great. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, of course they are. I've recommended them. <laughs> and they're just heavy anyway. They recommend themselves.
Right, so fourth band we're covering are the Sheffield-based band Blind Monarch. Uh, these guys have been around since 2015, but this is their, their debut album, What Must Be Endured, uh, released earlier this year, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what was imposed? What imposed must be enjoyed. Music. Sorry, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, you said notes, you so. said like the last bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I'll say the rest. <laughs> so the as I was saying, these guys are, would make a good lineup with Warcrab because essentially mm. they're like taking that sludge meets death metal sound way more down the yeah, sludge like direction. Sludge, doom, death sort of stuff. But when you look them up on metal archives, they're just sludge doom. But oh, fair the enough. vocalist has got that death and. Sort of blackies yeah, type vocals, yeah. Anyway. Possibly, possibly black it's unf- metal vocals. Possibly it's unfair comparing them to death metal at all. These guys are very much more in that kind of long form, slow song mold, as Rob well, pointed they, out. They're just really heavy band. Saw them at the Griffin the first time, then I saw them again recently with Coffins. Oh, cool, cool. They yeah, were, these, these guys. They are good were the third the band on because we missed the first two bands. One's from Bristol called Crypt Worm. Mm. Really good band. And one band that we were just discussing called Binge Drinker. Which which have yeah, Rob pointed out was the laziest band name I've ever heard. <laughs> They're probably a good band, but the name's yeah. probably just like okay, we couldn't think of a name in time. So no judgment on the band at all. Like, yeah, that's fine. There are, can there I just are, binge drink to your band then? There are there are great bands with shit names, that's but, fine. But yeah, they were one of the bands on the bill. Really great band, really heavy. Uh two of the guys are brothers, the singer and the guitarist. Oh um, yeah, I didn't notice that. The bassist, it look I was just telling Rob, looks like a crust crusty. Oh. He's got long sort of hair and he's got like dreadlocks. So he's got that sort of dreadlock rat tail thing with just big bushy hair sort of thing. <laughs> it fits for this sound because actually the, the band, like I guess they take some influence from, although they're a lot kind of more extreme, is that kind of I hate God sound. Mm, yeah. With the, like kind of everything is fuzzy as fuck. As the vocals are really, like sound like they're in pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's like he's just... <laughs> Being tortured, and he's just <laughs> singing. He's like, and also he's just punched his torture in the face, and he's just. So I it was really interesting because it's it's those these really sort of deep but harsh vocals, but there's that tiny amount of like voice and strain in it that you can just pick out. It feels really sort of human and like pushed, which just gives it this like crushing, stressful feel to yeah, it. it. But it's a really quite subtle thing. Um, you just sort of you get that impression but it's only when you really listen that you're like there's a tiny bit of like normal voice in that harsh vocal I'm just trying to remember the yeah Adam is the guitarist and Tom is the vocalist mm. yeah Tom I was just trying to remember Tom yeah <laughs> but yeah he he's I think his vocals really sort of make this because because mm. the the riffing in that is that kind of very long form drawn out so having is that it? quite um yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like a bit more impression, but a bit more, but bit is sound better. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> they have this really nice contrast of like these riffs that are really slow and big and feel like you're being sort of dragged through mud it, versus these like slightly faster, groovier riffs yeah, that like, sort of remind you of crowbar. It's like, or like, I it's like or oh, there's some chains that are dragging you in, and then you're like. If you're not well, like if you're not wearing earplugs, and your ears start to bleed. Like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, this is a band you must take earplugs to see live. Yeah. I, I These guys, yeah, they're, they're just turned right up. I had to wear earplugs. I was like, nope. Mm. <laughs> well, with that as well, they're that kind of sound where there's a lot of like um, the, the kind of sludge influence. There's a lot more feedback going on. Mm. Like, sort of the album comes in with like a sort of. Yeah, it is this one that starts like a massive sort of squeal of feedback mm. that builds up into the first song. And the structure of the album is four tracks, all of which like well over the ten minute mark. Yeah, um, yeah. one's like seventeen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is certainly something for fans of that kind of really long yeah, form, um, nasty sounding kind of end of doom slash sludge yeah, metal. My favourite track is number two, and that's my mother, my cradle, my tomb, which is like over <laughs> ten minutes long. Well, they, they got nothing on this album under that because it's almost an hour long of just. Really. It's just non-stop doom sludginess. Yeah, and there's there's no real hooks for people outside that genre. Like mm. there, there's no unlike say something like Warcraft, there isn't any super melodic leads in there. Yeah. There isn't any kind of clean singing because, or keyboard work as far as I can remember. Because the thing with these, with like Blind Monogam Warcraft, you don't they don't really need like the melodicness or anything. What well, say Warcraft had quite a lot of them. Well, they had a little bit melodic, but they don't need like like. 
Like, if you're going to add synth to their band, <laughs> it won't work with it. And they don't need that, because how they play is just, that's it. You, that's all you need is those guys, four, those four guys or with Warcraft, those six, six guys. <laughs> and it works. It's like, cool. It's like, no, no, that's how the keyboard play it. No. Yeah, yeah. It, it is just making me think, actually, that Warcraft are essentially two Ascaruses. <laughs> it's double the it's number like of got, people. Yeah, it's got those three people. It's like, hmm, oh, no, oh, that's... Um, yeah. Let's let's put an, let's put three other guys in our band. Oh, six of us now. Yeah, do it. Yeah, sort of getting back to Blind Monarch. One of the things that I found while listening to it is I sort of appreciated it in a similar way to how I would listen to a Funeral Doom album. Mm. Um, oh yeah. Even though it's it's not that style, there there are no, similarities, not, yeah, but yeah. it's it's much sort of more feedback focused. I need to get that in Funeral yeah, do, Doom, but yeah, do it's know, yeah. it is definitely sludgier and more like a band like Conan or something like yeah, that. Do you it know what I was getting feel. from these guys? Um, like mournful conjugation from Australia that's what was getting mm. that sort of vibe a little bit because uh, although mournful congregation have that sort of very long form nature I wouldn't say they're far more sort of clean and like clean but I was getting that sort of vibe yeah I mean they've both got a similar level of this is very depressing music mm. like yeah, like, yeah that's like depressing sort of side of it not like but, uh, the yeah. music side of it I thought that was the interesting yeah. thing yeah. atmosphere yeah, okay. It's, yeah, it sense. sort of comes at few, like a similar idea to Funeral Doom with the really slowed down, incredibly like heavy, slow, depressing music, but yeah. from a kind of different direction and using different tools to get there, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. what I find love with the band because they're just, just just so heavy, so atmospheric, mm. in your face. <laughs> yeah, because actually that's the side. I think it's far more, far more kind of unpleasant than yeah, Funeral yeah. Doom. It's yeah, got... Yeah. Uh, like, act, like, they're doing that on purpose, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, right, we're, we're going to hit you, but with music. Yeah, we're going to torture you for, <laughs> for a while. Is that okay? Whereas Not if you really. listen to Ahab or something, it's got like... Ahab, that's it's, it's got like an austere beauty to it, whereas yeah, this is... He's grittier. Elegant. And then it's got those sort of like groovier sections which you find that's less... That's what's beautiful about their music. Yeah. Which you find less in the sort of more traditional Funeral Doom. But I thought it's interesting that they're sort of approaching the same like kind of song structures and song lengths and like yeah. well, the way the album's built up of four just very long songs. Yeah, like over 10 minutes long. Yeah. One's 13 minutes and the other one's... I can't remember which one's 17 minutes long. I think that's track number three. <laughs> but, but yeah, so <laughs> you've seen these guys live. How's... Because it, it's a four-piece with just a single guitar. Does it lose anything just having the one guitar or is that still kind of in in your face enough? It's still in your face live. Cause, not because they had the instruments turned up loud. It's just because they're such a great band mm. live. Very atmospheric, very beautiful sounding. It's <laughs> you, you, you're you're on that one, but it it's excellent music. Yeah, mm. or, yeah. some people are like I don't like it. Well, so, I, I could that's see. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, if any of you had any problems with like uh, tinnitus or anything like that, so they're definitely that's why I wear earplugs because I keep getting tinnitus in my left ear. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you go to enough gigs. <laughs> good enough gigs. That's going to happen to you, people. So wear earplugs. Yeah, yeah, well, obviously. Especially for bands like this. <laughs> yeah, anything with that really high, like, sort of feedback level. And I imagine that's how they cover the fact they've just got the one guitar, is having that kind of huge guitar tone. It clearly kind of gives them enough mm. that, yeah. yeah, they still sound, like, massive and oppressive in this kind of way.
so the final band we're covering today are from a lot further north than the rest of them. This is the Newcastle-based band Live Burial, who have been going since about 2012. We're covering their uh, debut album, Forced Back to Life, from 2016. Yes. So in a different vein to a lot of the other stuff we've been covering... These guys, I'd say, are far more on the OSDN camp. Like, Pretty much, mm. that's what I got from them when I when I heard the song, the the title track, "Forced Back to Life," because there's you got that doom sound to begin with, and all of a sudden it goes into like a fast or old school thrashy sort of bit. Yeah, and yeah. All of a sudden you get the guy's vocals, which are just like work. His, so he's like. So like, talking about the vocalist, like his vocal approach put me in mind of that, like Martin Van Drunen kind of really high, like high end, super raspy, but with yeah. some occasional cool like low end stuff going and with, on. With those little bits of like that sort of disgustingness that sounds a little <coughs> bit like John Tardy from a mm, bitch. Really. Yeah, those tiny little bits of that like oh, this feels horrible. But basically, <laughs> the influences range from old school Paradise Lost, mm. like the first two albums. Yeah, uh, Autopsy. You just I, said Von Drunen, so pestilence. There's a, some pestilence in there. I wouldn't. They haven't quite got the like the technicality. Not of the something. technicality, but like you just said, like the vocal. Well, they, boys. Oh, what's his? Why am I forgetting the name of his other band? They're really famous. Asphyx. Asphyx. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, there's more Asphyx. Really. I think things so, like autopsy, so, yeah, autopsy as- Asphyx, and yeah. Lost. Yeah, I can see a lot of that in there. This, although there is some kind of cooler mm-hmm. kind of flashier stuff than a lot of those bands like there is some greatly guitar work on this mm. album oh yeah definitely one of the things I really want to talk about with this one is the slightly insane drum production <laughs> yes um, <laughs> like the drums are really high in the mix and sound raw like really sort of as if there's been no studio work done on them and they've just been blasted at full volume it's just like the snare done. <laughs> the, the, the snare is like so highly tuned and like tightly wound like it feels like it's a snare in a super tech death band who have to get that absolute precision. And then every now and then, there are some insanely quick blast beats that come out of nowhere on this album. And you're like, right, that's why you've got that. every song is just... <laughs> but it's like, that's why you've got that insane snare sound, because it gets that proper machine gun sound out of it. Um, and the toms are huge and really clear as well. Um, I just, yeah, it gave it a huge amount of energy. Um, mm. They might be slightly too high, but it gave it a really interesting feel to it. It really sounded like... Combined with the rest of the quite raw production, it really sounded like the music was straining against the speakers and trying to rip yeah. itself out of them. I think, like as well, like the thing I really liked about this uh, album was the fact they clearly let it be a touch sloppy. Like yeah. these guys clearly are not doing any like studio correction work. They're letting some of the blast be ever so slightly imperfect. Mm. Some of the solos, like not being like this utter precision shred, but just being wild and yeah. it's got a really nasty feel to it because they've let it feel a bit raw and live yeah definitely and there's yeah. there's, li- there's little touches to it you can pick out as well like the bass there's some like geezer butler style freestyle bass in some sections where um yeah. uh, the end of age of oblivion there's this solo section and then it goes back into the end of the song and underneath the bass player is just doing this freestyle sort of bass solo for a good like minute and a half so I really wanted to talk about the bass player because he was a bit he's sort of slightly hidden in the mix but mm. Lee Anderson the bass player is clearly pretty fucking yeah. good when, you yeah. see, when I've seen him like he's, he's on there and sometimes he goes down to his knees and he's just still playing the bass <laughs> and then playing it it's like oh cool like sound of suffocation style so it's like, <laughs> is that not you know there he put he's <laughs> his face like that and then stops yeah, everybody. And this guy's just like, yeah. <laughs> like he's some, in some like 80s metal band or something. No, I can imagine these guys be, being fun to watch because there's a lot of stuff going oh, on. Oh, they're brilliant life. Because the, the bits where the bass shine through are phenomenal. Um, like, yeah, I'd love to hear a bit more of that a little bit higher in the mix. But I, it's I, really cool. When it I felt out. tone-wise as well, it had like, quite a grind bass feel to it where mm. it had like almost that kind of like Shane Embry kind of thing to it in places where yeah. quite distorted bass and just loads of slides and mm. stuff. So it's not like precisely like... Uh, kind of locking in with a kick or anything like that it's more just creating this massive noise and then as Rob says he'll drop into some like almost like quite shreddy interesting yeah. like almost slightly lead-esque bits yeah it's and just cool with this, with this album it's basically just a horror film but on CD yeah it's <laughs> It, the, the autopsy comparison is great there because it is just lots of songs about fucking nasty horror. Yeah, because basically stuff. forced back to life. What I was getting from that is like Reanimator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the album cover. Looks it's basically like a scene it's basically out of Reanimator, Reanimator yeah. is, like, is all like 
purple colouring in the movie. Mm. Yeah. Because the logo's purple. Yeah. <laughs> Commendable in death metal. We need more uh, We need, we need more, more, colors. We need more logos <laughs> with purple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, these guys just in like a really intense band, really old school. Mm. Got that mixture of aspects and autopsies. Basically, when you hit it, the whole album, it's just... Intense through and through. Yeah, it is it is a real pummeling one. So where have you seen these guys live? Uh talking about the Griffin, Eradication Fest, the Griffin again. So so who have they been supporting or were they like headliner sets? Um when I was talking about the Griffin they headlined. The other time they played the Griffin, I didn't see them there, but they were supporting on tour with um Solifers from Finland. Okay. Um, and then they played Eradication. So we should should explain. Eradication is uh, put on by like the local booker Gavin, who's awesome, um, and is this massive kind of very extreme end of like death and black metal festival. Like there's a lot of the bands that tend towards slam and brutal death metal in there, yeah. but with some more like old school death yeah, metal. He, mi- he mixes it up. Yeah, it's a it's a two day festival, right? Or is it just one? It starts Thursday and it ends Sunday. Oh, wow, so it's mm. properly on. Yeah, we still never made it to it. I definitely need to next yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it. Have you? How many times have you been to Eradication? S- since 2016. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, these guys are perfect, that kind of lineup because they've got the intensity of a lot of more modern death metal bands, but with that kind of... Yeah, I can definitely picture these guys, like we just mentioned, all tops of them playing with all tops of whenever that would be. That's like a dream come true, but... <laughs> That'd be great. Got live burial, autopsy, or I should have said autopsy with support from live burial. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd still say the, these guys would fit with a more like a more modern extreme bill as well, just because of yeah. the because of the intensity That's and actually like with that bass playing kind of style, they could play on grind gigs as well. I yeah. know they're not yeah. in they're that not, vein, they're not but... Grind, but you can definitely put them there, and you might actually get fans who are like, "Oh, I like these guys." And the and the drum sounds not that far away from a grind drum sound a lot of the time, no. so I could definitely see that working with that intensity. Yeah, the drums. But then equally on the, on the other yeah. side of things, they do have these moments where it's like it's normally towards the beginning of songs, like the beginning of sleep paralysis. There's yeah, these yeah, slower, cool. like chilling lead sections which build up this horrible atmosphere before all hell breaks loose <laughs> later in the song. It's just like slow and also ah yeah yeah because yeah, uh, yeah I'm always worried about comparing bands to that old school death metal sound because there is there's an oversaturation of people doing like say. Swedish death metal worship at the moment's kind of gone a bit too far. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, th- these guys certainly have enough interesting yeah, stuff going on definitely. that even if you're a bit sick of that sound at the moment, give these guys a go because I think there's enough fun elements that mm. this won't bore you in the way some of that kind of sound can. No, it won't bore you. It hasn't bored me yet. <laughs> it does, like, oh, sorry, guys, not watching. <laughs> but no, I really love these guys. Yeah, no, this was another, like, uh, I think we enjoyed, like, all five of these recommendations have yeah. been really solid. These guys, I should say as well, um, You did you mention they were working on a new album at the moment? Uh, um, what I last heard they were. Don't know when it's out yet. Yeah, because... As... I was talking to Lee and he said, oh, if there's anything else coming out, he's like, yeah, we're working on a new album. Awesome, because, yeah, this is a really good start point, but it definitely has that sort of rawness of a debut album. I'd mm. love to hear what these guys sound like once they've got that sound of, like, a touch more refined, or just... Because I, I think they're a relatively inexperienced band. Like, looking for the Metal Archives, they don't seem to have a great deal of history with other bands. No, uh, what... Uh, Lee's in another band called, um... What they call Plague? Stop Plague Finder, I think it was. Okay. Have you seen those guys? Nope. Okay. I might have said the band name wrong, but <laughs> I just got plague in it. Check the metal archives; you'll you'll find them through yeah. it. But yeah, like it's yeah, just really good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. I re- I recommend them. Pretty much all the bands we just spoke about, I highly recommend. <laughs> well, I hope so. You for, brought them in. <laughs> well, I well, recommend them for different reasons. Oh yeah, no, there's a nice split of genres, and and sort of when we did the previous episode on like the local scene. This is like yet another one we're just trying to show off like there is a lot of cool stuff going on in the UK and we sort of got to that point where UK metal's not getting quite as promoted as it was at mm. one point in time. So Yeah, because there was a time where the scene was really big and all of a sudden it just died down, there was no gigs. Yeah, we we got hit quite badly by the whole rise of metalcore, really. I mean, mm. did the UK scene in for a while. But actually like a lot of these bands seem to have gone through that early two thousands period and jumped on this new wave of like just great black metal, doom, death metal 
coming out like so many good bands in those three genres at the moment in the and UK. seeing like talking about all the different bands we have today the mixing of taking small elements from other genres all the bands we talked about today have done that to a small extent yeah. so it's really yeah, interesting definitely. seeing this new generation of bands come up who've taken you know death metal or doom and then just added these extra elements in to create something that's just a little bit unique mm. but yeah thanks a lot for bringing all these in Jake you're welcome